A Catholic Latin resource book review. Do people even do that sort of thing? I know I've never done that sort of thing before. And I've never done it with my wife before. By the way, if you need to do, if you need to do over, do over anything, this is a good, because your mics can pick it up. You nervous? A little bit, and I don't know how to do that with both fingers. Can you do it with one? That'll do, as long as I can hear it on the microphone. <laughs> I was like... Greetings, listeners of the Latin Prayer Podcast, and welcome back for another episode. We're doing something special today. I have my lovely wife here with me, Christina Drago. I had to twist her arm a little bit to show up on the camera, but most of this episode is just going to be available to the patrons of the Latin Prayer Podcast Patreon community. I am making the first maybe two, three minutes of this available to the rest of the listeners. And that's probably what you're listening to, but we are releasing this episode on YouTube for our patrons. So you'll have to hop on there to take a look at it. So thank you for saying yes. Welcome. Okay, so we're doing a book review. And this is a Latin learning resource, I think. That's what we can call it. Yeah. Okay. And and yeah, so I've got a bunch of questions. I'm going to interview you. You're going to share your vast expertise with us. Actually, why don't we start off with a little bit about you? Okay. Yeah. Give us your professional educational background, please. So I'm a little bit of a bibliophile, and I was a librarian in my past life, and now I homeschool our four children. And How many books do we have? Too many. A sufficient amount of books. I may take some video footage of the amount of books that we have and include it in the video. Okay. Actually, first off, why don't we start with the name of the book and how did you find out about this book? Like, okay. where did you discover it first? So there are a very select number of publishers that I trust that when I get emails from them about new publications coming out, that I would trust to bring them into my home. Mm-hmm. And Tan Publications is one of those beautiful Catholic publishers. They've been around for a while. They have a number of older publications that they have now assumed into their into their larger publication house. So that would include like Newman Press and St. Benedict's Press. So whenever I get an email from them, I look through their stuff and I'm always impressed. This caught my eye a little while ago. They had their St. Benedict's Day sale. So I always try and take advantage of that, especially as a homeschooling mom, trying to fill our home with beautiful things for my kids to look at and to learn from. I love having books kind of around that my kids can just pick up and page through, but I was also looking for something really beautiful that my kids could bring to mass with them. So the name of the book is? Oremus. So this is Oremus, Latin Prayers for Young Catholics. It's There's an introduction by Katie Warner, and she has published a number of other picture books, also published by Tan. And then the illustrations, it says Illustrations After the Masters by Meg Wallen. I really love her work. I think it's quite beautiful, and I was really looking for something that would kind of spark the, the wonder and imagination of my children. Okay, so... What would you say is the main focus of this particular book? I mean, it says Latin prayers for young Catholics. What is the book trying to accomplish in your mind? So that's a good question. I think it's one of those books that we all grew up with. 
um, from the English on the English the Nova Sordo side, where you could bring it to church and kind of read through the mass yeah. or read through your prayers. Yeah. And so this is a simplified version of a prayer book with limited prayers of the mass as well as some of the limited or the rosary prayers and just prayers that you would want your child to know in both English and Latin right because they're going to be hearing them more regularly but it's yeah. also a really good book for adults to pick up yeah because it's laid out so beautifully this wouldn't take the place of a missile though because it's technically that's not a missile no I would say that if you wanted to have it strictly as something to hand over to a child they would probably be like under under five years old right. for them to kind of follow along very simply. We've gone through a few missiles in the past with our children and this seems to be one that really catches their eye simply right. because it's beautifully, beautifully bound, it's beautifully put together. Yeah. Okay, good. So that's a good segue to my next question. Uh, the book is described as being done in the style of master studies, and it has beautiful artwork. Mm -hmm. So why don't we talk a little bit about how the artwork enhances the learning experience hmm, for yeah. just people who are maybe exploring the Latin Mass for the very first time, and or people that have just been in the Novus Ordo but they've been exposed to very simplistic line art drawing and haven't really seen the beauty. Because like when we do homeschool, we do artwork study, like classical, really beautiful paintings, but I'm experiencing that for the very first time. And then I look through a book like this and, and I'll put a little bit of the artwork in there, but I won't ruin all of it. Well, you, you maybe you can explain a little bit more about sure. what, master, what master studies is. Sure, so master studies, as according to uh, Meg Wallen, she talks a lot about how a good artist will always turn back to the masters. We are trying to infuse in our home a sense of wonder, the, the good, the true, and the beautiful. It's one of the reasons why we do something called picture study, where we bring beautiful art into our home and we allow our children to just immerse themselves in it and talk about it. Mm -hmm. So that they become good friends with these artists and with these pictures. We recently had a family over. We, I love this story. We recently had a family over and we had changed around our pictures on our walls and I had moved over a picture of the Coronation of Our Lady by Botticelli onto one of our walls. And this family came over and this eight-year-old girl, she said hello to us and then she saw the picture and she goes, oh, mama, look, they have one too. And I found out from her mom that they had just finished their picture study on Botticelli. And this Coronation of Our Lady had become just one of those special artworks to her, this little girl. And so when she saw it in her home, it's, she was recalling the beauty, the feeling that she felt when she was first introduced to this painting. And I really want that for our kids too. Specifically with the mass. With the, well, with the mass, but but how, how the, the tradition of the church through the ages has continued to work with the Mass to kind of beautify, beautify the life of the church, mm -hmm. beautify the body of the church as we kind of, it's, it's the smells and bells, right? Yeah. It's like we have beautiful music, we surround ourselves with beautiful artwork, yeah. and we want, we want our children to recognize the beauty there. Right. 
It's interesting because that story reminded me of our third son, Benedict. We had gone for a funeral mass to another parish, and we were sitting at the very back of the church, and at some point, I forget when in the mass, it was a Novus Ordo mass, and he turned and he looked at, I don't know if it was you or you or me, and he said, I think it was you. It was actually, it was actually my mom. Oh, okay. Yeah. And he said, what did he say? Oh, he said, no, no, when are they going to make this church beautiful? Right. And so growing up, having not a lot of exposure to beautiful artwork, to be able to see that with the mass and to be able to, even if the, the church isn't beautiful, it could be beautiful in its simplicity, but you can see almost through the mass when you yeah. have access to, or you're exposed to beautiful art. Yeah. And so specifically master studies is? Well, so what she's done is she's taken the works of the master. So let's say like Fra Angelico or Van Eyck and made and kind of done an interpretation of them. Mm -hmm. You always, especially as an artist, which I'm not, as an artist, you always want to be turning back to the masters. What right. have they done? What did they do well? How can we learn from them? Right. How can I bring that into a new piece? And so I think she's done that extremely well. Yeah. It's, when going through some of the art in here, every, because every master that she's copying is a little bit different, you can sort of see her style, but yeah. the styles are different from master to master. Yeah, definitely. So it's really cool because you're seeing her flavor, but it's still, they're different artists for each part of the mass that she's copying a piece of art from. Yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. That's really cool. Orimus is positioned as a Latin teaching resource. Could you elaborate on how the book supports the Latin learning, how it engages the reader, and maybe in its just its, in its simplicity, and what you like about how they've, how they've done the book, or maybe even some things that you don't like, maybe things they've <laughs> left out. So anything in so there. So I'll just to... give you kind of a taste. So, so this is the first prayer that they have in the, in the book, The Sign of the Cross. They've paired it very beautifully and perfectly with an image of the Trinity, of the Blessed Trinity. In, interestingly enough, this painting actually is not the full painting. She's taken kind of a larger painting and brought in and focused directly on the Trinity, which is lovely, especially for kids. And then she's done the side by, they've done the side by side. So they have the Latin on one side and the English on the other. So you can actually see the words as they are meant to be said in Latin, mm -hmm. but you can also understand them in English. Yes. I think they've done a very good job. And the font is very easy to read, like it's not difficult, it's not super tiny, it's not overly large, like it's, it's very clear and pretty at the same time. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So for example, my three-year-old can easily follow along, like, oh, this is, this is the part, right, mama, even mm -hmm. though she can't read, mm -hmm. but my eight-year-old can easily read this by himself, yep. and he does. Thanks again for tuning in. This concludes the non-Patreon version of this episode. If you'd like to watch this episode in its entirety, head over to the Latin Prayer Podcast Patreon page. The link is in the show notes. And check out what we have to offer. You might find something in one of our tiers. That's exactly what you are looking for. So until next time, may God love you and Our Lady keep you.